Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. In space, a battle rages. After being flung from his battleship, Master Chief falls from the heavens and onto the planet below. That place, however, is Wakanda. Black Panther arrives to greet what he assumes will be the corpse of the fallen soldier. However, it is then that Master Chief stands up and sees a figure he does not recognize. Immediately, Master Chief goes into combat mode, and there is no time for small talk. There is only time to finish this fight. It's John versus T'Challa. It's Spartan versus King. It's Master Chief versus Black Panther. Today on Who Would Win? And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comics, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Race Decanus. Today's episode is another chance for redemption for a hugely popular character from the world of gaming, but wow, do they ever have an uphill battle. In one corner, you have Master Chief, a highly skilled super soldier and the iconic protagonist of the Halo video game series, and in the other corner, you have Black Panther, the alter ego of T'Challa, the king and protector of the technologically advanced nation of Wakanda. As usual, I did the patented Who Would Win Google test just to see how many times this matchup has been discussed. And this matchup has, in fact, been discussed many, I'm just going to say it, it's been discussed a lot, it has been dissected, it's been argued, but as usual, no one ever came to a clear, concise decision on this battle, but that's going to happen today. Ray, what are your thoughts on today's matchup? I am excited to use Master Chief again. It hasn't been too very long since he's been on the show, but I pride myself in my repping of video game characters. That's really my bread and butter on the Who Would Win show. And I am 0 for 2 with Master Chief. Today, today is the day Master Chief gets his full redemption. You know, you're right. This is the third time Master Chief's been on the Who Would Win show. Uh, if I recall his first appearance, he lost a very controversial decision and I mean very controversial It's not decision. a good decision. <laughs> to Cyclops from the X-Men. That was one of those battles where I may have gotten the win, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm not even sure how that happened. The second time he lost to Blue Beetle, I can kind of see the justification for that. But you know what? He may be facing his toughest opponent yet in Black Panther. And by the way, we have a judge for today's episode who just may have the unique set of skills needed to listen to Ray and I debate this battle and figure out once and for all who would win. Let's find out making their first appearance on the Who Would Win show. It's the host of the Stream On podcast, the founder of the Cute Avalanche, the 24-7 cat channel on Twitch. It's Sam Proof. Sam, welcome to Who Would Win. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm super excited. You know, we're excited to have you here. Now, before we get into this battle, tell the Legion of Audience, our faithful fan base, what you've been up to. Yeah, I'm I'm like full blown into uh, a, an event that's happening this Sunday. I don't know. You may have heard of it. It's a pretty big event. This is uh, it's been, you know, annual for several years. I am, of course, talking about the Cute Avalanche 
Super Bowl, which happens February 11th at 11 a.m. And this year we're actually multicasting it, so it will be on both the Twitch channel and the YouTube channel and pretty much any of the other major platforms. This is our kickoff to fundraising for kitten season. Every year we save about two to three dozen kittens. We foster them. We pull them from shelters or streets care for them, feed them, do all these things, and then find them loving homes, which Robert Chan, if you're aware of, has one of our kittens, or now a cat. So that is what this is, and uh, we hope to see you on our channel on Sunday. That's incredible. I've, I've got a, a big, huge, well-overfed uh, lab at our house. Tipping the scales of 110 pounds, who's this amazing rescue. You are doing great work, sir. I love it. Everyone should check that out. And before we move on to the episode, tell us about the Stream On podcast. Yeah, StreamOn's a uh, live podcast we do every Friday over on my YouTube channel, which is Sam Proof. We talk about video and uh, live stream content creation, me and my uh, co-host, John Lacey. Uh, we've been doing it for about 50 episodes now, and it's a, it's a good time. You can also find it wherever you listen to podcasts. I love it. Okay, look, there's a lot on the line for today's episode. Just There's no other way to say it. Uh, Ray is repping one of his favorite video game characters from Master Chief. It's kind of ridiculous. Even I'm saying this because Ray is really, really good at repping this character or ripping video game characters. I'm not sure he's going to have what it takes for, you know, Black Panther. I, there's just too many ways Black Panther can win. I'm just saying that out loud. So you have a massive job on your hands as judge for today's episode. But with all that being said, let's just get to it. Ray, please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing Xbox Gaming. The Spartan who makes Marcus Aurelius look like Justin Bieber, Master Chief. And representing Marvel Comics, the hero who 60% of the time works every time, Black Panther. Great use of math, Ray. Look at you expanding your horizons. I mean, this is incredible. I did it. All right. You should be proud of me, <laughs> Mr. Brown. Well done. Now, before we go any further, let's go over the basics of a who would win match. Now, each debater will make three points. Keep in mind that the who would win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge or prep time allowed. And the debater has to stay within the confines of the character. And when it comes to determining the winner, it's the judge who has the final say and will determine which character lost based on death, incapacitation, or battlefield removal with no outside interference being allowed. Remember, you can always check out all the rules on our website at www.whowouldwinshow.tv. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store. Visit www.whowouldwinstore.com to get your hands on some great Who Would Win t-shirts and merch. And now, let's get to the tail of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for Master Chief. Master Chief is a Spartan officer and main protagonist of the Halo video game series. That is the version I'll be using today with the video games mixed in with the lore of some of the books to flesh out some of the backstory. He was created by Bungie and first appeared in video game form in Halo Combat Evolved back in 2001. In the 24th century, a little boy named John lived a fairly normal childhood. That was until the age of six, where he was abducted and taken into the Spartan Project. He would undergo biological augmentation that would turn him into a super soldier. This process killed or maimed most of the people who underwent it, but not John, who was bigger, stronger, faster, smarter than anyone else in his group. Now known as John 117, or John 117, he also received eight years of training beforehand to make him a lethal warrior. Now, after many ops and upgrades, Master Chief 
as he would later be known, saved humanity time and time again from alien enemies such as the Covenant and the Flood. Fun fact, despite being abducted at six and becoming his team's squad leader at age eight, Master Chief didn't really get going until much later in life. That's right, I I was shocked to find this out, that Master Chief is actually 40 years old at the start of the first Halo game, having spent most of his life up to that point fighting against the Covenant uh, to little effect. Now, never forget, it's never too late to make your mark on the universe. Started at 40, one of those great old success stories. Anyway, this is a victory for we olds everywhere, and that is Master Chief. You know what's so funny? Master Chief and I think, who is it? Colonel Sanders. Both got mm-hmm. found their success very much, you know, later in life. That is a huge lesson, especially if you can combine the two, having KFC while you're playing Halo. It's a great thing. All right, Works well out. done, Ray. Now, here are the details for Black Panther from Marvel Comics, the version I'll be using for today's battle. Black Panther, also known as T'Challa, made his first appearance in Fantastic Four number 52 in July of 1966, a groundbreaking creation by writer Stan Lee and artist Jack Kirby. As the sovereign ruler of the fictional African nation of Wakanda, T'Challa dons the mantle of the Black Panther, a title passed down through generations of Wakandan royalty, embodying the nation's protector and symbol of its advanced technological prowess and rich cultural heritage. Wakanda is depicted as one of the most technologically advanced countries in the Marvel Universe, largely due to its reserves of vibranium, a rare and nearly indestructible metal. T'Challa himself is a brilliant tactician, scientist, and warrior, having been granted enhanced strength, agility, and senses by the heart-shaped herb, a plant native to Wakanda and affected by vibranium. An incredible leader, an incredible warrior, and an incredible king, all of those are just parts of what make Black Panther one of the most iconic figures in Marvel and one of the most beloved superheroes of all time. One thing is clear, when Earth is seemingly doomed, when the galaxy is in chaos, or when the multiverse is about to be destroyed, your solution to any major catastrophe absolutely involves Black Panther. And here's an interesting fact about Black Panther. Did you know that the Wakanda Forever salute that we saw in the Black Panther films was inspired by Egyptian culture? It's true. Crossing arms and saying Wakanda Forever has earned a life of its own beyond the Black Panther films. Super talented director Ryan Coogler explained that the fictional salute was inspired by the way pharaohs are seemingly buried and also by some West African sculptures. Bonus fact, the Wakanda Forever salute also means hug in sign language. So the next time you see Ray, you know what to do in sign language to make sure he absolutely guarantees to give you a hug, because that's do what Ray that. does. Do not ever do that. Ruth Absolutely Kanda do that forever. every time you see him, especially, you know, with his family. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Sam, do you have any questions before we get started? Yeah, so I, I'm relatively familiar with both characters, you know, I, I to, uh, to a limited about, um, amount. You know, I, I played the early Halo games, but, you know, I, I stopped playing Halo when we were still doing LAN parties. So I, I, know, I know that element of it, and if it progressed past that, I don't know... And, you know, I always did the head-to-head, not the canonical, like, not the uh, the campaign stuff. You know, I read a lot of comics. I've seen a bunch of the Marvel movies. Definitely saw Black Panther. So I, I know a good amount of, of T'Challa and his stuff. And it, you know, uh, on paper, it's, we have two super soldiers who have super tech. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just need to know, you know, the minute differences there. I think those are my questions, are what are their tech? Interesting. So tech versus tech. That's a very intriguing way to go about this. All right, let's see what happens. Man, that's tough. I haven't prepared for that at all. (laughs) All right, this is about to be epic. Ray, please proceed with your point number one. Point number one for Master Chief. Let's talk about just the raw ability of this character, right? 
because this is a guy who has the body of an Olympic athlete. He's been trained in multiple forms of martial arts. Let's not forget that he is uh, from the year like 2511. So he is from the 24th century, many, many centuries after Black Panther that will come into play now and later. But he's trained in all of the ancient martial arts, such as Aikido, Jiu-Jitsu, Krav Maga. He's been fully trained how to fight in zero G if he ever ends up in outer space needing to kill somebody. And he can hit a target while moving up over one kilometer away. So his aim is absolutely top-notch. This guy could hit absolutely anything. And if you've played Halo and are not me, you have a lot of success hitting people at long range if you're not me. Now, he's also had a lot of enhancements, you know, very similar to a Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. He's had a lot of body enhancements that have been done in order to make him into a super soldier. It goes beyond just a simple super soldier serum. They, uh, they, go, they, go, they go ham on these guys, right? He's got material grafted onto his bones in order to make them unbreakable. Uh, that's pretty good. He's had HGH kind of pumped into him from a young age to make sure he's enormous. He's big. He's imposing. He will be. He has increased tissue density, so less recovery time when he gets hurt or when he gets tired. He really doesn't because he can just keep on fighting because he needs less recovery time. He had his eyes surgically manipulated to give him night vision and also just enhance his vision to a, an incredible level. He can see great distances with great effect. And he's had neural enhancements as well, which uh, presents a 300% increase in his reflexes. Apparently, according to the official uh, lore goes, he can react to something within 20 milliseconds from a resting position. So if he's not even aware something's coming, if you try to throw something at him, he has 20 milliseconds and he will immediately be reacting to it, which is flat out incredible. One of the cool things is that Spartan time is a thing. You've heard of bullet time in video games, right? With the Max Payne series. Well, this is Spartan time because of their enhancements to their brains and their intelligence and their ability to uh, just be aware. Everything feels like it's in slow motion to him after his augmentation, which means that no matter how fast Black Panther is moving, He's going to be able to track it, trace it, follow it, and react to it with no problem at all. Not to mention his intelligence, memory, creativity. All of these things got enhanced, making his ability to improvise uh, on the spot, whether it be on stage at the defunct IO West or, in fact, in the middle of a battlefield. His ability to improvise is going to be very, very strong. He's been awarded every single major service medal with the exception of one. You know which one that is? The Prisoner of War medallion. Because he ain't never been a prisoner of war. That's pretty impressive. Look, at 14 years old, they had to stop having him train against regular humans because he kept killing them accidentally by hitting them too hard. Literally, his trainers had to wear the Spartan armor we'll get to later, and he had to wear no armor at all just to give them a chance of not dying. Every time he strikes somebody, he shatters their bones. That's the level of power we're talking. So when it comes to absolute physical perfection, I understand that Black Panther, T'Challa, he has these enhancements that almost Captain America level, but Master Chief takes this well, well, well beyond with the augmentations of the future. And that's my point number one. Look, there's nothing that you can take away from Master Chief in terms of like physicality and, you know, fighting ability and what have you. Here's the thing though, you know, the tech that Master Chief has is advanced, but with you know, T'Challa being from Wakanda, Wakanda is at least 500, and I'm talking at least 500 years more advanced than anything on the planet Earth at the moment, most likely way more advanced. 
So the technology is not going to be a mystery for Black Panther to figure out. He's going to see it, analyze it, and understand exactly what he's facing really, really quickly. On top of that, how dare Master Chief be on steroids from such a young age? I get it. It's an alien invasion war. I get it. Whatever. It's just a thing. Black Panther also has these enhanced senses. Uh, you know, it's funny. Captain America is set, stated to be able to be able to see faster, which means he can just react to things much faster. And Black Panther has that probably even more. So I think at the very least, it's a push for both of them with the enhanced senses and the reaction time. So with all that being said, let me get to my point number one. And let's talk about Black Panther's powers and abilities. Look, T'Challa is not your regular human being. We all know this. I've said this before, but everyone knows how much of a Batman fanatic I am, right? Here's the thing. You know, Ray knows this. My wife knows it. All my kids and their teachers know it because I wear Batman t-shirts to school. It's important to do it. But in a straight-up fight, Batman, look, he'll beat Captain America. He has. He's beaten Yoda in a previous matchup on the Who Would Win show. He's beaten the Hulk in a DC Marvel Comics crossover event. Yeah, it's true. But in a fight with Black Panther, Batman's losing. So why am I saying this? Physically speaking, T'Challa, without the powers he gets from the heart-shaped herb, has very similar abilities to Batman, maybe even a lot better ones, just as that peak human. So he's one of the smartest minds on Earth. He's comparable in genius to Tony Stark, Dr. Doom, and Reed Richards. In fact, he's currently ranked as the eighth smartest person on the planet in Marvel Comics. He's one of the top fighters and martial arts, martial arts in the Marvel Universe, and that's on top of him being a weapons master. He's been literally groomed to be a warrior since he was born. He's a master of all forms of armed and unarmed combat, and he's considered to be one of the best martial artists who have ever walked the earth and is probably ranked in the top five best fighters in the Marvel Universe. He's also one of the top marksmen in the Marvel Universe, too. And he's also a master acrobat because that's a cool thing. On top of all that, though, T'Challa, Black Panther, he's also a genius tactician, genius strategist, and he's an incredible leader. He was taught tactics and strategies as a child by his father, who encouraged him to always kind of think in, you know, two steps ahead of his enemies and three steps up front, you know, ahead of his friends. It's just a weird thing. He's also a master of stealth because, you know, that's what he is. Additionally, he's a master inventor. He can create powerful machines and tech on the spot, MacGyver style. He created a teleportation device from spare parts around him in literally no time. He even created a powerful force field generator to incapacitate an opponent. More on that later because that was really impressive. And that's the non-powered version of Black Panther that, by all counts, could keep up with Batman and all the important categories fairly easy. And then... You add in the powers and abilities that he gets because of that heart-shaped herb that he had. This is really some impressive upgrades. He's got superhuman strength where he can lift three tons. He's got low-level super speed, superhuman durability, healing. And I already talked about his senses that are at least on par, if not better, than Captain America's. He can fight at his peak for over an hour. He can tank super-powerful strikes from super-powered opponents from Marvel. He's got super agility, enables him to be very, very acrobatic. He's really, really hard to hit as a result. And you know, the whole not killing anything code that Batman has? Yeah, Black Panther doesn't have any of that. When it's time to fight and use deadly force and be merciless, yeah, Black Panther does not hesitate. That's something he's going to go to. Keep in mind that T'Challa beat Wolverine in a fight. Well, Wolverine was going full blast using his claws, but T'Challa got a clean win over Wolverine when he wasn't wearing the Black Panther uniform and wasn't using any weapons or tech at all. That is crazy. These are some of the reasons why Black Panther is so well-regarded and respected amongst the superhero community in Marvel overall. And at the same time, he's also greatly feared and respected in the supervillain community. Just ask Dr. Doom, who kind of doesn't know how to even approach T'Challa or Black Panther sometimes. And we haven't even gotten to the good parts about this character yet, but all of that is my point number one. 
I, okay, you're saying a lot. A little, a little. You know, look, I respect Black Panther. I think he's got a, he's a very talented uh, fighter. I think he's a wonderful character. I love the idea of Wakanda, and it's just wonderful. But you really think that Black Panther is going to have time to start doing some crafting, like he's in Last of Us Part Two, just going to run over to a workbench while he's fighting Master Chief and just start putting together different bits and pieces he's hobbled around the battlefield? I don't think that's going to be on the table, if you will for Black Panther, and you talked about how you thought Wakanda is over 500 years in the future. That, that is a reach. That is a, that is a Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic reach right there. 500 years ago from this century, they invented the first flush toilets. They invented the pocket watch, bottled beer, the compound microscope, and the first water thermometer. Those were all invented in the 1500s. Have we advanced so far in, 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 from inventing toilets to the internet to space travel, I would argue, yes, I don't argue that Wakanda, as we have seen it, exists in a world 500 years in the future from right now. That seems absolutely ridiculous. Wakanda has no space program near as I can tell. Wakanda doesn't even really have any ranged weapons or tanks. It, look, they've got some wonderful, wonderful uh, devices. They have iPads on your wrists in the year 2020. I mean, okay, that ain't 500 years into the future, James Gavsey. That's like 10 years into the future. Stop it. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm not even going to comment on that, on how wrong everything you just said about Wakanda is. I'll bring this up in a later point. But with all that being said, let's go to our judge. Look, you've heard one point from both Ray and myself. Where's your head at so far with this battle? Yeah, it's still super close. I mean, if, you know, unarmed, uh, without any armor, it these seem like two equally matched beings. I mean, maybe, maybe Black Panther has a slight advantage with the sort of stealthiness and agility. But, you know, it, it's kind of like you got the short guy fighting the, the big guy, and if that big guy gets the one hit in, it's going to do some damage. So that's it. And, and we're talking slight at this point. So it's, I don't know, it still feels really close. You know, and this is kind of where things head up, but you know what? Things then get a lot more interesting. Let's see what happens. We'll be right back for point number two. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes, you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. And we're back. Ray, let's see what you've got. Hit us with your point number two. 
Point number two, let's talk about some of the weapons in tech. It's funny Sam Proof would talk about that because Black Panther doesn't use a ton of weapons on the battlefield, but guess who does? Master Chief. Now, first thing I want to talk about is, of course, Cortana. That is his AI. Cortana is in love with him. Cortana wants to do whatever she can to protect him at all times, more so in the form of winning fights. She's never going to protect him necessarily by like forcing him to run off a battlefield. Let me stop that asinine point before James even tries to make it. They work together. It is a synergistic relationship. This is not an AI takeover. This is an AI enhancement of an already well-enhanced character, right? She provides a lot of tactical help. She can infiltrate computer systems and hack them. Keep that in mind. When it comes to other AI or other computer systems, she can just kind of travel through the air to corrupt it, take it over. She, in fact, dominates every other AI that she's ever come across to the point where she just overwhelms them for fun because she's bored. She's not getting enough action, so she'll walk over to the fleet and start messing with their coffee machines or whatever the heck is going on. That's fun for an AI. She hacked into an alien ship of the Covenant. She lowered its weapons, dropped its shields, planned the route on board for the troops that had boarded it. She then vented the life support of the vessel to kill nearly everyone on board. By the way, the Covenant is centuries more highly advanced than she is. So when you talk about actually dealing with something uh, hundreds of years in the future, she's done it. That's how powerful Cortana is when it comes to computer systems and AI. And that is very, very important. We'll get into that in a little bit. Because the other weapons that he uses, come on. This is Master Chief we're talking about. He has all kinds of powerful weapons that drop shields. That's the biggest thing that they do in the Halo universe. They shoot you, shoot you, they slap you, they knock your shields down to zero, and then destroy your health. We're talking about plasma weapons and grenades. We're talking about the gravity hammer, which is something that he'll hit you with and will actually send you launching into the air like he was a giant from Skyrim. One hit with that and boom, you fly off a cliff. Also, the energy sword. Originally, that's an alien weapon, but that is something that Master Chief has been known to wield, especially in some of the later games. These provide one-hit kills. Even if you have full armor, he runs up, he slices you with essentially like a lightsaber, but a bladed lightsaber, like with an edge to it, and he can tear you open just with one hit. Not to mention his proficiency with sniper rifles. Who's to say he even needs to get close? He could just shoot him from a distance, drop his armor, and bring him down before Black Panther even knows where John is. Battle rifles, a favorite weapon of all of us. Three-shot bursts. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, pop, pop. Drop your armor with the first pops and drop your health with the second pops and it knocks you down. Now, the reason why, and all these weapons are fantastic. There's more than that, but let's just keep it real. Those are the biggest ones that he's going to use. The reason why this Cortana AI takeover is so important is because T'Challa's suit, in fact, got imbued with something called Kimoyo AI. He had an advanced computer system of his home nation installed into his Panther habit, which gave his suit vast computational and programmable interfacing abilities with most any form of technology around him. The fact that Black Panther's very powerful suit is controlled by an AI means that Cortana has full ability to take over that suit at her own whim, drop the power like she did that alien ship more uh, advanced than she is, and cause Black Panther's armor to work against him. 
I know his armor's a big deal. I'm sure that's where James is going with his point number two, and I just destroyed his entire argument. That is my point number two. Wow, my pushback's going to start with this. Race to Canis, have you and I met before? Because none of that's going to work. First of all, uh, fun fact, Black Panther's tech has never, act- his, like what he wears, has never been hacked. But Cortana's AI has been hacked in a very big way. I'll talk more about that later on. And Black Panther's also hacked into stuff, too, because that's really fun. Back to the Wakanda tech. So let me just kind of educate you real quick here. So Wakanda has tech that can, uh, you know, they can create spaceships that can go throughout the galaxy. They have time travel tech. They can travel through dimensions they want to. Teleportation. This is this is an insanely advanced society living already in a kind of an advanced world with tech in the Marvel Universe anyway. So anything that uh, uh, Master Chief has, Wakanda has has dealt with, has made better stuff, and they know how to deal with it. On top of all that, look, Cortana has some issues. I'll leave it at that. And these issues have really played havoc with Master Chief as well. And this is going to be a big thing. But let me get into my point number two. And Ray, you're right. Let's just talk my point number two about the weapons and tech. You knew we were going to go there. You know, we're going to talk about the super advanced Wakanda vibranium-based tech that Black Panther has on him at all times. Now, before I even go any further, there's a lot of stuff that Black Panther has used over the years, but I'm only going to be touching upon the stuff that he has on him as a regular on a regular basis. No, no one-offs or things that, you know, he's got different uniforms that he would actually have to put on somewhere else to prepare. We're not going to go into that whatsoever. So in terms of Black Panther's uniform, the Black Panther habit, it's made and double reinforced with vibranium. Vibranium, of course, we all know, one of the strongest metals in the Marvel Universe. It's able to negate powerful kinetic-based attacks like bullets, sharp blades, super strong punches, and kicks. Without getting to the fictional science about vibranium, it works by absorbing energy that is either kinetic or that vibrates. So bullets, for example, won't bounce off the Black Panther like Superman style. What they will do is they'll hit, then they'll have its kinetic energy absorbed into the vibranium, and as a result, the bullets just drop harmlessly to the ground. That works with missiles. That works with, works with sniper. Any type of high-end caliber stuff you're going to shoot at Black Panther is not going to work on him whatsoever. Same thing with sharp objects, and even a lot of energy-based attacks won't work. More on this later. On top of the uniform, Black Panther has a number of other weapons. He's got anti-metal claws that are made of Antarctic vibranium-based anti-metal. Now, that can break down basically all metals at the molecular level, which means they can destroy pretty much anything they touch. In layman's terms, the anti-metal-style vibranium liquefies even the strongest metals. And yes, that includes Master Chief's armor. He's got energy-dampening boots. Those are really cool. These enable him to land soundlessly without an injury from super high heights. He can also use them to scale walls or to skim across water, because why not? He's got a thought control cloaking device, which can render him completely invisible and undetectable. This is something he's used against Dr. Doom, who's speaking of some high-tech stuff. If he can do it against Dr. Doom, he's going to have a good chance of doing that to Master Chief. He's got a teleportation device as part of his standard gear, because why not? And he's a master of using that teleportation device for combative usage. He's got a hard light shield designed to protect him from energy-based attacks. He's got vibranium energy daggers that are these energy-constructed blades or knives that can also shoot blasts of powerful energy from those like guns. He can shoot them at far range, close range. And these energy daggers are designed to get past anything that also absorbs kinetic energy because that's how a lot of that vibranium tech works. This is fun. Black Panther's vibranium-based costume gives him a power similar to a super strong Jedi-style force push. All that means is that that vibranium absorbs that kinetic energy, and that kinetic energy gets pushed out when he wants to, like, punch, kick, or just do, like, a 
Jedi Force push to send someone flying. This is actually really, really cool. It can use this really well in the battle. Put all this together with the man in the uniform, and you can see why Black Panther has beaten, as in beaten, in one-on-one count encounters. The entire Fantastic Four team by himself. He beat Namor twice. Rather sadly, I might add, he beat Iron Man by outwitting him. That's pretty cool when you can outwit Iron Man. Black Panther beat a Super Scroll with the powers and skills of Wolverine, Luke Cage, Bullseye, Captain America, Daredevil, Elektra, Shang-Chi, Iron Fist, Moon Knight, as well as all the powers and skills of Black Panther himself. Black Panther beat that person, and he did it without weapons or the vibranium suit. This is crazy. He beat the inhuman known as Karnak. This is someone who can look at you, see where they have to hit you once to take you out completely, see that weakness, and Black Panther did that to him to take him out with one shot. He beat Marvel's version of the devil himself, Mephisto. That was really cool. And he even beat Deadpool in a one-on-one fight despite Deadpool's healing factor. Look, Master Chief is a badass, no doubt, but Black Panther with the ability to take punches from superhuman beings from Marvel, is on an entirely different level. All of that is my point number two. That is fascinating. And obviously a lot of the stuff you said doesn't track even a little bit to even a child's brain. So let me explain it for the people at home who have child's brains. Cortana did in fact corrupt eventually. That is part of the deal, is that at a certain point, the AI breaks down and goes insane. But that's not the point where we're dealing with right here, James. I know you love last page of the last comic of Invincible version of Invincible, but we're talking about the characters as we know them. And Master Chief's Cortana has not corrupted yet, so good deal, that doesn't affect us at all. Cortana was created with the sole purpose of hacking and infiltrating systems far beyond the technology of her own crew. That's not going to be a problem getting inside and protecting herself against Black Panther and Wakanda of the 19th and what of the 20th and 21st century. No problem. And you say he can be undetectable. That's great. Except for the fact that again, Cortana's going to be inside his suit knowing what all his actions are going to be. Stealth technology doesn't work when the calls are coming from inside the house as to your location. And even if Black Panther teleports, 20 millisecond reaction time from nothing means that it's not really going to do him any good. Anti-metal claws are great. But their force field is going to exist. I'll talk about that. You got to hit the metal for the anti-metal claws to work. And did you mention that Black Panther might use weapons that are specifically tailored to hurt his own outfit? Guess what character loves picking up weapons off the battlefield that have been used by his opponents and using them against them? If he tries to use that, he's sealing his own doom. Finally, the Black Panther outfit cannot be stabbed. That kinetic energy thing is absolutely true. But... The costume can be cut if the attacker slashes along the uniform's grain. Guess what? That energy sword is real, real good at slashing, and that's the way that it's used by Master Chief. Interesting stuff. All right. This is really cool. We are at the turning point. Sam, you've had a moment to ponder two points from both Ray and myself. Who do you think is ahead? And what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory? Yeah, I mean, Ray made some really interesting points with the AI AI versus AI, essentially, battle. I think that almost is the, the whole essence of things. But the other, I, I think, big sort of unanswered question is, what's better, energy sword or vibranium? Like, you know, when those things clash, what's getting through? What's getting blocked? Oddly enough, there's a similar question in geek culture that has been posed and answered, which I'll bring up in my point number three. All right, very cool. This battle is about to go off. We'll be right back with point number three.
and we're back. Ray, all right, let's see what's going to happen. Hit us with your point number three. Point number three for Master Chief. Let's talk about the Spartan suits. Let's face it, his armor is just as powerful as Black Panther's armor uh, uh, in, in that it does different things, but it does them better and it helps him a lot more here. We're talking primarily about the Mjolnir Mark 4 7 4 7, uh, but all, he has all kinds of different armors that he's used throughout the series. This is a character who fell from space down to Earth and stood up and walked away from that fall. I alluded to it, and I know Cyclops couldn't do it, no matter what previous judges had said. That is a feat worth mentioning. I'm not sure Black Panther could say the same thing. He uses this neural interface. It is, uh, he's, he's basically at one with Cortana. He's at one with his uh, outfit as well, with his armor. He thinks it, and then it does it. Again, this is like taking a little AI to the extreme, in that you start to do something and it can finish your thoughts for you. With his computer in his interface, it allows for very easy targeting. That's one of the reasons why he's a very perfect natural marksman, but with computer interface, it allows him to do it very easily and very adeptly. In fact, his computer interface can detect enemies on its own if he's not even looking. It's so in tune with what Master Chief is gonna do, it already knows what John was gonna do before he does it. So. He so he's basically one step ahead at all times. And it can, of course, increase his strength times five, reflexes times five. He's shielded against EMP attacks as well as radiation and can activate his own form of active camo so he cannot be seen if he does not want to be seen. Plus, he has a force field, right? It takes a very, very powerful uh, burst in order to bring down that force field and allow you to even hit the armor itself. That shield recharges after 4.1, excuse me, 4.25 seconds. If he could just avoid getting hit for four seconds, it then takes less than two seconds to fully charge back to maximum again. That's a big deal. Heck, if he even gets injured, let's say one of those claws does in fact puncture him in some way, he has what's called biofoam, biofoam injectors that heal his wounds immediately and allow him to keep going, bring the shield back and keep going. This is a guy who faces dozens and dozens and dozens of alien troops tanks it by himself and he always wins he doesn't ever lose a fight he could reach over to these warthog tanks and flip them over with the flick of his wrist he faced off with a fighter jet that was much faster than he was it, it bared down on him like that uh jimmy stewart movie right uh and it, he tanked all of the guns shooting at it he shot a tank buster missile at him and he slapped that aside absolutely ridiculous it's shooting the mother of all bombs at him and he just reaches out and pimp slaps it into another uh oh, zip code who ridiculous spartan warriors are so powerful that each one is considered the rank of an entire fleet you can have an entire fleet hundreds of spaceships decked out to the cores and if you have one spartan soldier not even as good as master chief they say that's an even fight black panther doesn't match this master chief himself has said death is purely optional to him. He will only die when he allows it to happen. He will only lose a battle if he allows it to happen. And, and in later versions of the armor, he can fly. He has thrusters built into it that now allow him to take to the skies and attack from above. Black Panther doesn't have that. He's the best Spartan who are the best fighters in one of the most ridiculously scientific universes of all time. That's the entire point. He's 500 years in the future. 
with technology that far surpasses what Wakanda has done in the 20th and 21st century. And he's bigger and he's stronger with better tech and an AI that can drop the Black Panther suits defenses in a snap. That's a winner. And that's my point number three. Time to use a race to Canis, you know, patent pending word. Uh, there's a lot of nonsense in what Ray Absolutely just said. Not. Okay, first of all, when you have, we, we had a previous battle between Darth Maul and Black Panther. Black Panther, of course, beat Darth Maul. And the question came up there and also is a popular question in geek culture. Can a lightsaber cut through vibranium? The answer is no. What it can do if you keep it on vibranium or if it acts anything like Beskar. Yeah, this is the me talking right here with Beskar and vibranium. If you put that on the Beskar, it might heat it up, but that's not going to work with vibranium. Vibranium is totally going to incapacitate or at least not be affected by an energy-based sword. We've already established that in geek culture and the whole thing. Look, Black Panther faces Thanos, Namor, The Thing, Iron Man, you know, so many powerful beings, Magneto. And as violent and as crazy as the universe that Master Chief exists in, one thing's for sure, he's Master Chief's not facing Thanos, Namor, Iron Man, well, maybe an Iron Man, The Thing, the multiverse kind of colliding within itself, incursions. This is what Black Panther lives in and has to kind of deal with and take on. So in terms of like what, you know, comparing the themselves, the battles they've had, Black Panther has this all over Master Chief, not to say Master Chief hasn't had a share of battles. All right. With that being said, let me get to my point number three. Let's talk about Master Chief's weakness and Black Panther's upgrade. So Master Chief has incredible AI in his armor. This is that weakness. I got to go back to this. Cortana, Ray, you kind of did a good job talking about it, but you left out some interesting points. Cortana's been hacked by this entity known as Didact. Cortana is based off, I guess, the human brain of a scientist that has a history of deteriorating and becoming unstable. And if that happens, well, not even if that happens, here's the thing. It's going to get hacked by Black Panther. He can cause, you know, this is the thing that's happened to Master Chief, evidently, where he gets hacked and his armor locks up or there's that mechanism to make it lock up, locked up. So Master Chief is literally trapped within his armor that acts as a cage and just incapacitates him right there. Here's the thing. Fun fact. Black Panther has used the technology in his uniform, with, which has a super advanced, super powerful computer, to hack into Avengers Mansion, bypass all their security. That's insane. He bypassed and took control of Kree alien ships. You know, that's Kree fighting the Skrulls. They are, they are this huge armada and legion in space, whatever. They also have super advanced tech. And in the Doom War storyline, Black Panther even hacked Doctor Doom's tech and his armor and took it over. Again, if you can hack in and take over Doctor Doom's armor... Yeah, that's a thing. That's pretty That's pretty crazy. I'm pretty sure you can do that to Cortana as well. And again, Black Panther's armor has never been hacked into, and he lives in a world where there's a lot of great hackers now, but there's more. Seems Black Panther's had some upgrades. Black Panther's also King of the Dead. This is a storyline that happened well over 10 years ago. This happened when the Panther God Bast gave T'Challa this official title, and with it came some new powers and abilities. All of his physicals are now greatly enhanced. His strength, his durability, his speed, agility, healing are all of elevated to super, much higher superhuman levels. He can also communicate and draw from the wisdom, experience, and knowledge of every Black Panther before him. So the already genius intellect of T'Challa is boosted with literally generations of wisdom, tactics, strategy that he can get a download right away. And Black Panther can now manipulate his spiritual energy to increase his healing factor even more, he can shoot out blasts of spiritual energy and even create shields. I'm pretty sure Master Chief doesn't have an answer for spiritual-based energy attacks. That's crazy. Here's the fun one. Now Black Panther can summon the spirits of the dead to aid him in battle, which means he gets an even a greater boost from that. Now, I don't actually think the spirits appear and manifest like ghosts 
with them and then take on the person in battle. I think they just manifest on the battlefield, point stuff out, increase his strength. So he can get an increase, you know, on the spot even further. This is just a great thing. But he has one more secret weapon, and this is probably my favorite aspect of Black Panther, and that's something called Shadow Physics. Now, this is a branch of science that combines physics with magic that King T'Challa created. Long story short, Black Panther's facing off against Doctor Doom, and Doctor Doom now has control over the world's vibranium. Realizing Doom will use the vibranium for some very bad purposes, Black Panther uses Shadow Physics and transmutes all the world's vibranium into iron. And how did he do it? How did he do it? He used the energy in Dr. Doom's armor as a power source, which also destroyed Dr. Doom's armor in the process. And as great as Dr. Doom is, because he's amazing, if Black Panther can hack his technology and use his armor against him doing something similar to what Master Chief, this is not going to be a problem for him doing the same thing with Master Chief. You know, I've got to add this in the equation. Black Panther even has a win over Thanos. Yeah, it's actually true. The two are facing off. Remember, Black Panther can project force fields and he put one over Thanos' head, reinforced it, put all of his power into it. Thanos all of a sudden goes unconscious for a reason, and Black Panther is standing victorious over him. That is pretty cool. So on top of shadow physics, all of his enhanced physicals, supernatural powers from being the king of the dead, plus his vibranium-based tech and armor, his genius intellect, and the fact that on top of being a super genius, he's also one of the biggest badasses on the planet and pretty much any other planet, Black Panther is something that Master Chief really hasn't faced and I don't think is ready for. That's my point number three. Master Chief has faced aliens of different species he's never conceived of before, of various sizes, shapes, and and uh, abilities, and you think he can't comprehend a guy in a, in a power suit? That's outrageous. James is so desperate. In this fight, he's trying to use outside interference. You see that? Against the rules of who would win. He's trying to summon spirits to the battlefield to give him power-ups. Outrageous. Look, here's the deal. Master Chief is using weapons and tech from the 24th century. Wakanda is advanced for the 20th century. But he's not kidding as far as that goes. Black Panther armor is not ready for the weapons of 500 years into the future. And I'm glad to know that Black Panther has the wisdom of all the Black Panthers that came before him. You notice none that came after him. So that's 500 years that M Master Chief has on him of studying theory and knowing this stuff without needing to ask the spirits for it. I'll be excited that the previous Black Panther spirits could teach him how to fight against a phalanx. That's not gonna help him here. Black Panther is able to hack tech from his own era, advanced tech from his own era, but still from the 20th century. Cortana's in the 2500s and able to hack tech more advanced than the 2500s. It will not be a problem for Cortana to easily overpower the primitive, I'll say it, Black Panther AI and take over the suit. And Black Panther's lost a lot of fights. Master Chief has not lost a fight. Maybe I should point that out again. Death is optional for him. But Black Panther has lost to such characters as The Stinger, The Whirlwind, Ant-Man, Dr. Spectrum from the Quadrant Supreme, Killmonger many times, Man-Ape. He lost to a guy named Man-Ape and he lost to a guy named Death Tiger. You lose that many times to that many people against Master Chief who's never lost a fight with greater tech, an AI that will drop the, his very powerful Black Panther armor and weapons that Black Panther has no answer for. I'm sorry, you can easily see why Master Chief takes this down. Thanks for reminding me. That's right, Black Panther also beat Killmonger, Man-Ape, 
and several other people. All right, listen, Sam. Well, you gosh, can- I hope so. It's His name's on the comic book. That's right, Sam. You've heard three points from both Ray and myself. It's time for you to make a decision. But before we get to what Sam has to say, let's celebrate the Who Would Win Patron of the Week. Every week, we choose one of our amazing members of the Who Would Win Show's Patreon community and put them in a battle. Ray, which patron do we have today? We have a very special patron. We got a bunch of brand new patrons to join us at patreon.com slash who would win show. And we're to this week. We're going to celebrate Stephen Haggith. Stephen, long time. You've been listening to the show. Today is your day in the spotlight. You know, when you say the name Stephen Haggith, I can just hear it like it's Stephen Haggith versus Omega Supreme. Yeah, we're Omega going there. Supreme. Let's see what's going to happen. Okay, so Stephen Haggis is going to show up on the battlefield, and that's when Omega Supreme of Transformers fame is going to show up and be ready for battle. This is a big, powerful, fighting robot, okay? But Stephen Haggis has, has done a lot of things in his day, and one of the things that he's done is play Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Now, Omega Supreme is big. He is powerful. But is he ready for a left-right combination punch? Stephen Haggis believes that he is not. So Steven is going to just get ready, get low to the ground so he can run. And he's going to Naruto run all the way at Omega Supreme, who's going to be blasting. He's going to be, you know, stomping. He's going to be doing whatever he can, but he cannot stop the onslaught of Steven. Steven's going to jump up in the air, you know, like, like Luke Skywalker jumping out of that pit. And he's going to hit him with a left, right, left combo from Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Omega Supreme is going to pop. His head is going to pop up off the top of his head. He is going to fall over defeated. And Stephen Haggith is going to look at the fallen body of Omega Supreme and been like, huh, I fought tougher crunch rap Supremes. And Stephen Haggith wins this battle. Congratulations. You are our patron of the week. You know, Omega Supreme's taken on the Decepticons, Devastator, and has lived for millions of years. But I don't ever remember him taking on a left-right-left combo. Can't do it. That's just something completely out of the ordinary. Congratulations, Stephen. Well done. Remember, you too can become a celebrated patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash show and sign up, and you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. Sam, it's time for your decision. Take us through your process. Tell us a story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle between Master Chief and Black Panther. Yeah, I mean, wow, up until the, the point for point, this is just the hardest possible matchup I think you could you could throw at someone who's never done this before. <laughs> you know, again, unarmed, unarmored, uh, next to each other. They're just two super strong, super agile, you know, superhero, non-superhero superheroes, right? So it's, it's going to go punch for punch and punch for punch, and you start adding on the tech, and, you know, Master Chief and his armor and his AI, I think it's, it's pretty impressive. But, you, you know, James brought up a good point. Cortana did eventually get hacked. And because it hasn't been hacked in this scenario means that that, that potentiality is there to be taken advantage of. So possibly, you know, that is a good thing. Once Black Panther has figured out that, oh, I can't break this thing's bones because they just keep healing then I think he has to utilize some of that thinking on his feet improv stuff to get this job done. And I think it's, you know, I, I'm going to dismiss the the whole summon the dead thing. I think that just equalizes sort of the reaction time and the scope of maybe Cortana's extra ability of like surveilling the battlefield uh, for, for Master Chief. I think that's what those spirits could be doing for, for Black Panther because they're not, 
they're not corporeal. They're not a suddenly an extra armor or a army, you know, so I don't know that that's doing much. The, the whole sort of, you know, force push that Black Panther has, I think, could give a slight advantage if he can get that in. If he takes a hit, though, you know, that it, I think that is going to hurt him more than the other way around. Ray brought up the sniper rifle, which is classic Halo. But again, uh, the initial setup with, of this, they're like face to face almost, right? So when's that going to come out? He's going to like run away? I don't think that's going to happen. He doesn't have the time for running away to, to get the sniper rifle into play. So that feels like a non-starter there. Some of the other interesting things, you know, it, it really, AI versus AI, and energy versus vibranium was like the big question I had. And uh, when both people have, uh, have force fields and Black Panther, you know, gets a few lucky shots in and can't break the bones, he's, he's got to go, he's got to zig and zag and figure something Thanos related out and throw a force field around his head. And I don't know that Master Chief has that improv to him, right? He's, he's brute force. And I think at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I came into it and I thought every time Ray said stuff, I was like, God, it's, it's there. Uh, but I think, I think at the end of the day, it's Wakanda forever. Un Literally my entire first point was his improvisational ability. And you come here and you tell me you don't think he could improvise? I think Master Chief can improvise. I just think Black Panther has done it much better, much more often oh, against more powerful beings. Yeah, against beings. the stinger. And and the, and listen, when Sting comes into the ring and you have a win over the Stinger, right? And you got him and you can escape his Scorpion Deathlock to win the WCW Championship. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. My whole point is, and unbelievable, there you have it. Black Panther somehow, somehow eats out a victory against a very well-represented Master Chief. This is crazy. Ray Sicanus, you brought it today. You really did a great job. Tell the Legion of Audience, our fan base, how it feels to lose three times with one of your favorite characters of all time. I don't know what more I can do here. I laid out an absolutely perfect set of uh, multiple options for victory uh, with the AI hacking, given that it was 500 years more advanced. And yet I've suddenly got, well, he got hacked by people hundreds of years more advanced than Cortana was. So obviously Black Panther in the Stone Age, essentially, uh, could also do it, which makes no sense whatsoever. I got Master Chief doesn't know how to improvise, yet that was an essential part of my first point that I made on the show. I just wish judges would listen more and take what I say as reality more instead of the pure fiction nonsense that James brings to the table. They'll believe the they'll believe the lies of James Gavsey, but to deny the truth of Ray, and I find that deplorable. You know, all I got to say is, Sam, for the first time, a first-time judge, you were fantastic. You killed it. You weighed everything. You, you took all the facts in, and you didn't dismiss anything. You didn't kind of overweigh anything, and I really think you killed it. You did a great job. The Legion of Audience, our fan base, is going to love this episode. They're going to want you to come back. Please do. And really, really, are you just... celebrating Sam Proof not thinking too hard about this? Is that really where you just said, James Gavsey? I'm disgusted. It Congratulations a on a great first episode, Sam, is what I'm trying to say. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. This was super fun. R really hard. I, um, I mean, these are not easy battles. No. And, and, you know, Ray is bringing his A game for season six. I'm just bringing my A plus game a little bit more. 
here's the deal. C please come back. Best. You like that? Uh, well, you know, I was trying to be nice. Uh, Sam, again, please come back to the show. In the meantime, please tell everyone where they can find you and your shows online. Yeah, you can find me as at Sam Proof on every platform you could ever imagine. I stream Fridays on Twitch and YouTube uh, slash Sam Proof. And if you need more cats in your life, head over to Cute Avalanche and we'll see you February 11th for the Super Bowl. I can't wait. I'm checking that out. And I uh, expect the Legion of Audience, our fan base, to do the same. Ray, again, what a battle tonight. This was super close. You came up a little short, but man, you should be proud of the effort you brought to the table today. Tell our listeners where they can find you. I don't know what happened in this battle. I've never been more confident coming into a decision that I very clearly, for anyone who is listening, outlined exact ways that Master Chief wins this battle. From the sword slashing him, which defeats the armor, to the obviously more powerful AI shutting down the armor, to the fact that Master Chief is bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, and all of the above and can fly. I don't know what more needs to be said. I don't know what judges are doing anymore. Sam Proof, thank you so much for coming on the show for your first and only time. I appreciate you as a human being. I love the work that you do. You can hide behind those cats all day long, and I will love you for that. But I don't know what you were doing with the decision of this battle. The people at home are enraged. They are taking to the streets with pitchforks and torches, and it's raining here in Los Angeles. So they all went out, and they all got cold, and they all went home. So I guess maybe you got lucky today. But Master Chief, I think, just has to be retired because that's three wins in a row that he should have had, and no judge can seemingly agree that Master Chief would win any of those battles. Cyclops, for God's sakes. Blue Beetle, at least, I could see that one. That was a 50-50 toss-up. This is a 90-10 debacle that Master Chief would win nine times out of ten, and our esteemed judge, Sam Proof, just made an excuse for him and let James Gavsey off the hook. And of course, James thanked him for not thinking too hard about the decision. You can find me on threads at Almighty Ray 316. Sam, good luck. Wow. You can find me on X, aka Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gavsey. I don't Gavsey. know what that is. Remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. On behalf of myself, Ray Sicanis, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Erica. And I'm Cassandra. And we're the hosts of Trashy Trashy. We're a podcast filled with trashy news stories and garbage people. Did you leave the scene of an accident to go tanning? Do you refer to wearing the strap down on your Crocs as sports mode? Have you ordered Domino's online before they even open in the morning? Are you switching the same AAA batteries from your TV remote to your vibrator instead of just buying more batteries? Or are you normal? Check us out wherever you download podcasts. Hey gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash hoodwinshow right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins.